It is summertime, which means we'll be spending a lot of time outdoors, and we are looking to create our dream outdoor space. And you know, the only way we're going to do that is with Article. Article's curated catalog of outdoor furniture is here to help you do all of your favorite things this summer. They've got everything you need to really make things your own, from outdoor sofas to dining sets to decor. Article believes in incredible design for every home, and thanks to their online model, they have some really incredible prices too. Our pieces we have from Article, like dining room. Tables, chairs, couches are all stunning, great quality, and have lasted the test of time through kids and dogs. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and boho designs make furniture shopping simple, and Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time, and they'll send you updates every step of the way. Their customer care service team is amazing. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more to claim Visit article.com slash mom dad and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash mom dad for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Welcome home, family. Welcome, it's your, your mom and dad. dad. <laughs> family, if I am in a certain way today, if I seem like I have a pep in my step, if mm. I seem like I have a twinkle in my eye, it is because my musical theater kid self has been reignited and i am feeling it baby i am ready to be you are why are you feeling so would you care to uh, enlighten everyone why you're possibly feeling so reignited well our daughter mm. uh requested a few months ago mm-hmm. to go to musical theater camp for summer which mm. here's the bottom line you know as a parent you our goal is to really have our sure. child dive into whatever they are interested in. And so I've never attempted to push my musical theater desires on Ember and just allowed Ember to be Ember. Mm-hmm. But it happens that she just mm-hmm. loves musical theater. She so when does. she asked to be in musical theater summer camp, I was secretly just so thrilled. Yes. And since she has started this, Ember is buzzing she is buzzing lit up dancing through grocery store aisles just one two one two step box stepping doing all the songs all her vocal practices and now it has reignited that part of myself that was just you know shut away for so long and now what evan is experiencing (laughs) that we had she's experiencing a side of herself that we had slowly Turned off. <laughs> when Evan first thing. started dating me, he was used to, you yeah. know, coming and seeing me in productions, yeah. which we've talked about before, would yes. sometimes make him cringe because I would go full cringe lord when I would right. do my musical theater and I love it. Okay. Yeah. But it had been shut away for a while. 
And now what Evan is experiencing is me times two. And Ember and I are box stepping around Evan singing show tunes at him 24 If we're starting this hot. Her and I are electric right now. Yeah, we're just buzzing. like, we're a two woman show. <laughs> this is, we're a two woman show everywhere we're going right now in the car, mm-hmm. uh, at the grocery store, when yes. we were at the harbor, in the house. And Evan just kind of is there as like the sun and we are planets rotating around him just like, you know, box no, stepping. I am the singing. audience. <laughs> okay, they look at me as one of the people who just bought a ticket to their new show just released on Broadway. It's so wonderful to have you as a built-in audience yes. for us because yes. you're ju- you have to be there twenty four seven. So we true. sing at you constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's the thing, guys, with musical theater in general for me, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like Disneyland. I was never a big Disneyland person. Yeah. I always was just kind of like, yeah, I don't really get it. It's like shady for about kids. It. Yeah. Then Ember gets into Disneyland as all kids do. And uh-huh. now I'm like, a, uh, you know, I didn't want to say D head, but you know, I'm a Disneyland guy. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and it's, and it's always based, based through her joy. So like her experiencing extreme joy makes me happy. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the situation with Disneyland. Now with musical theater, it's definitely going to be slightly more of an uphill battle than Disneyland was, I think, because there's this thing that happens. And first of all, I'm already starting to dig it. So I'm already finding myself singing the songs that they're singing. I'm already enjoying watching the movies that we've been watching. But here's here's maybe you guys can help me with kind of how to handle this. Mm-hmm. When you're sitting down eating a meal and someone turns to you and you're not in a crowd and they just start singing directly at you. Are you talking about me, Evan? Yes, I am. <laughs> when when someone stares directly into your eyes and sings at you, they're not asking you a question. They're not uh, asking you to join in on a conversation. They sing directly at you. Yeah. For what I would say is a long time, right? Yeah, this isn't no, like I'll... 10 seconds. This is like singing directly into my eyes for a minute. I'll do a full track. Do I'll do full... I'll do I'll do 2 minutes 30 seconds directly staring into right. your eyes. And the more you are upset by it, the more that I love doing it. Right. And yeah. my thing is this, it's not even about quality. Uh-huh. So it has nothing to do with how good you're singing. Uh-huh. It has everything to do with this exact question in my mind. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do right now? <laughs> Does that make sense? Well, listen, you, 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 you know, I don't know what to do. I mean, I, at the end of it, I'll tell you how good it was. But in that interim, when someone's staring directly at you and they are singing at you for an awkward amount of time, well, what <laughs> is the what is the receiver supposed to be doing during it? Are they supposed to be going? Wow, sure, wow, sure. Wow. Are they listen, supposed to be going? Good job. I, I, are they supposed to be silent? Are they supposed to be chill? What am listen, I supposed I, to do? I understand when your daughter is singing at you and performing. It's the most magical That's thing different. in the world. That's different <laughs> because it's I like it, it's beautiful and, and cute. Anything she does is cute. I mean, she she'll she'll do a dance where it's like she'll just put her leg one time up in the air, and I'm like, great job, I love you. But when a grown adult is singing directly into your eyes, like I need to know. From the family, what am I to do there? Well, I'll get That's into the that. issue. I'll get into that in one second, but I have to take a quick pause before I li- lay some serious knowledge on you okay. about my joy, okay? okay? Do. Because please I am a hypocrite do. and I don't care, okay? okay? okay so, okay. <laughs> one moment, though. One moment. <laughs> uh, family, I know for myself, it is time for me to learn, really learn another language. It's something I want to help my kid out with as well, honestly. And if you're wanting to learn another language too, I have the answer. It is Babbel. Now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions 
there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Babbel's expertly crafted lessons are built around real life. You learn how to have practical conversations about travel, relationships, business, and more. And Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 languages and Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent and I love it personally because there are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to the lessons, you can actually access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Babbel is amazing. Seriously, it really is. Amazing. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash momdad. That's babbel.com slash momdad for up to 55% off your, your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Okay, so here's the deal, husband. Um, I would like to first and foremost acknowledge my hypocrisy. There has been many times on this show that we talk about how we can't stand a serenade. You know, I can't stand... Exactly. I can't stand a serenade. It makes my whole body rage with ick, top to bottom, head to toe. I can't do it. If someone's playing the guitar and looking into my eyes, I'm like, what do I do with my hands? I don't know. But when I do it, it's okay. <laughs> well, yeah, because when it, I do it, it's just pure joy. And she only does it to me when I'm trapped. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I will literally corner you and sing directly at you. But it's also like a, a normal trapping. So the time she'll do this is like mm-hmm. when I'm eating. So like, what, do, do I take another bite during the performance? Because that feels disrespectful. I want you to know that I am more than happy to have you eating whilst you watch <laughs> That's kind of like, that kind of reminds me. You guys are ever in a fight, like uh-huh. at dinner? And then, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? You ever in a fight at dinner and you're sitting there across the table, like at a restaurant and you guys are like, definitely, you kind of got to the restaurant fighting. You're at the restaurant. You're like, you're fighting. You're pissed at each other. There's something going on and the food's there and you're like, who who eats first? You know what I mean? Because if you eat, it's almost like you, it's like, are you saying you don't care? How much does the hunger, because you can have a drink while you're mad, but the eating is like, because now you're going to go like, uh-huh. well, the fact that you did that the first time, that's the real problem. Like, I, you have to like. <laughs> I think that I typically initiate the eating as part of my plan, right. which is to get the upper hand, right. which isn't the healthy thing No, but it do. is okay, like, everyone, it is a power move. But it feels like a power move sometimes. I'm like, you know what? When I I'm talking, I'm not eating. But the second you start talking, I'm munching. Fighting <laughs> so. at dinner is delicate. Now, back to the performance issue. When you're watching, like, say you yeah. do the food sitting there, you've had one bite, and then mm-hmm. the performance starts. You know, the impromptu performance Showtime begins. Showtime starts in five minutes, ladies and gentlemen. No, Get yeah. into the theater. Five minutes. Right. No, no. It's, it's, it's Showtime starts right now. That's what it is. And then you, do I eat? <laughs> do I wait? You know, and then if I'm eating, I kind of got to like overcompensate the like, oh, oh, really? Oh, you know what I mean? So that's awkward. And then also uh-huh. she does it to me in the ultimate trapped area, which is in the car in a long drive. Oh, because there's nowhere favorite. for me to go. So but I also have to keep my eye on the road. So I have to kind of be constantly like kind of looking <laughs> at her to check to make sure that she knows that I'm like listening and it's doing a good job. And by the way, this has nothing to do with skill level. If Adele was singing to me, it's the same thing. It's the what do I do here? I would like you to know something so that you can settle your mind. Okay. For instance, when we're driving and yes, I will stare at you the whole time and sing a show tune top to bottom, a whole album actually. And I'll look directly at you as I'm in the passenger seat. (laughs) I don't need you to ever turn and look at me. So I'm just going to set you free from that. In fact, the more 
uh, uncomfortable you seem, the more that I want to keep singing okay, because so, it so- makes me giggle. So I'm going to set you free. You don't even have to respond at all. In fact, you can be like a blank wall and just I can just sing at you. Got it. So okay. I want to acknowledge that hypocrisy. Okay. okay. I understand. We're meeting in the middle. I understand that if you do that to me for two seconds, because every once in a while you try, I think you're trying to get back at me and I'm like, I'm leaving immediately and I like close the door and I go on a oh. long walk. <laughs> okay? okay. But I need to be able to do it. Okay. Well, okay. no, I appreciate it. It's an outlet. It is a, it is a thing. Yeah. It's a release for you. And, and, like I, and I, I said, want to do you see the that. twinkle in my eye now? Do you see yes. the pep in my step now that musical theater has entered back into my bloodstream? And I do have to say now that our precious daughter is doing it mm-hmm. and you are thrilled by seeing her do it mm-hmm. and it's just her joy. Oh my it's kind of a, a back doorway for me to start singing again without you being like, enough <laughs> right right so i do like that they can kind of do it to themselves now you yeah, know we what do I mean? it at each other yeah, yeah yeah i hear it i hear it like this <laughs> other night like it just i just heard like full volume singing in the other room but and we were we were both characters and we were sing we were bouncing off of each other and i was sweating when i was done because we were doing it it was full throttle and i think the reason why it's been a struggle for me to get into uh musical theater mm-hmm. is because my only exposure to musical theater has really been you singing directly at me and not actually watching the performances watching the movies now that i'm kind of ingesting the original content mm-hmm. i now find myself getting more into it to so when you sing, I have a reference point. Okay, but when I don't someone's know if that feels di- offensive, but <laughs> but when someone's looking directly at me and just going like, "Today is the day that we found each other in harmony," and you're like, you're just like, I don't know what this is. You know what I mean? That's harder. But I think now that like through our daughter, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the content. Now I'm able to kind of like remember. Oh, that was when he went over on the pond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm And I can also, you know, acknowledge that the only other time you were exposed to music theater truly was when uh i was doing musical theater in my high school and i can acknowledge that that (laughs) musical theater program was rough it was rough okay it wasn't the best uh so that was always a wild experience but you know i i I did it where i could do it well i knew I, I knew I know you and I know and I knew you had talent. Thank you so much. But you know, you were a victim of, you know, the perform the the performances the company, around. The troupe? Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the, and, the, and you know, it really drags you down. It's like if you go see a band sure. mm-hmm. and you and you're and the guitar player is really good. But like the songs the, aren't good and the, and the band's bad. Like how like, the well, most extras are talented and then you have Sandoval. Exactly. Sure. So then the whole thing is terrible. But anyway, long story short is I'm coming around. I know. Which I is exciting. Tell. I can And tell. watching Ember like just have so much excitement. That's huge. It's. You know what I mean? That's it's huge. bringing me more joy watching her like love something passionately yeah. than I could ever imagine. And honestly, it could be whatever. It could have been yeah. musical theater to anything else. Right. But seeing that is just so magical. Now, the only thing I'm, I'm going to have to get used to mm-hmm. knowing people of the theater. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, uh, thespians. Okay. Tread carefully, my friend. The only thing I'm going to have to is if Ember starts as she starts getting older, starts uh-huh. doing the whole kind of like, oh, I think I'm going to do an English accent at dinner tonight <laughs> and order with the server in an English. You know what I mean? When it starts getting real, because we all know theater kids in high school and they're like, you like you walk by them and you're like, oh, what's up, Jeff? He's like, good day to you, <laughs> sir. And you're like, okay, Jeff, I don't know what to do with that. You know listen, what I mean? And he's listen. like, upon hence calculus. 
class, I shall see you upon thee. And you're just kind of like, okay, Jeff. Yeah, it's was, it was good seeing you, Jeff. I, I, he's like, I bid you adieu, sir. And you're like, I know that you have a performance coming up. I just, I, I, that I'm a little lost here. So as long as we kind of like, I, is, I don't know what to do with that, but we'll tackle that as I'll, we get I'll to I'll say it. this. I think uh, whatever she does, you will f- find true. to be absolutely amazing. The problem will be when I start joining her with an English accent. Yeah. <laughs> good day to you, sir. We'll have the mac and cheese. Brought out post haste. You know, that's when I'll be like, I, uh, sir, I'm so, here's an extra tip. I'm so sorry. <sighs> listen, listen, family, <laughs> to all of you musical theater friends out there. I, it's good to see a mama's back. And to the rest of you who think it's cringy, well, guess what? Buckle up because I am in my cringe era and I am fine with it. Okay. Because I'm trying to accept real joy in my life. And you know what? Through my therapy, uh-huh. I am opening up my horizons. And I'm, you know, saying, hey, well, you know, let's not dwell in the past. I love that. And let's open up this future uh-huh. to a new, exciting, you know, maybe, maybe I will, because I'm just a new therapied person, yeah. maybe I will be maybe. open. And all of a sudden you'll see me just singing the from stage. the rooftops. Maybe you'll join a troupe. Let's, <laughs> I mean, let's garner our expectations. Can you imagine if all of a sudden you and I joined a local theater community together? Could I imagine Goal it? Goal for 2025, family. Let's blow it up. We got him into Zelda. thing. We got him into Zelda. That's true. Let's see if we can get him to join me in a community theater. Zelda group. and Disneyland. I mean, those are things I That's never thought I would be into. Now I'm into them, so... Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's all uphill from here. See Evan uh, starring as Ebenezer Scrooge in the Christmas Carol this coming see, Christmas I feel time. Like that would be a good role. Yeah, because you are the Scrooge <laughs> of the family. <laughs> I feel like you got to put me in where my you strengths could shine. are. Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to push you somewhere where that you'd struggle. You're Scrooge. Who are the guys? Who are the guys in uh, Scrooge? You're thinking of the Muppets Christmas, the Muppets Carol, Christmas Carol, and you're Carol? thinking of Marley and Marley, See, which you I could have been one of those like guys I could too. Do yep. that role, definitely. You know what I mean? You could play all three characters. I could play all three characters. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's a small company. Mm-hmm. It's a small theater company. We don't have a lot of people, so I'm gonna I might be playing three characters. Bet and your yeah. bottom dollar that tomorrow, tomorrow there'll be sun. Okay, anyway. well, <laughs> family, <laughs> welcome to our performance. Um, so today yeah. we are going to be joined by one of our honestly most favorite people in oh the gosh. world, um, the host of Temptation Island, the person that we wish was our father. Yeah. Uh, it is Mark Wahlberg. He will be joining us in studio shortly. I cannot wait. There's a brand new season of Temptation Island that is airing. I've watched the first episode. It was a phenomenal mm. um i love temptation island so much yeah. and if you're watching this or listening to this wednesday morning i think there's a new episode the second episode airing tonight um but anywho so we want to chat with him a little bit about that but more yes. than anything we would like to uh dive into a conversation with mark about relationship mm-hmm. topics you know we want to have an irl bonfire moment with him there's no mark like bonfire mark he is so He's wise I- i've never seen anyone it's weird how good he is he's so good it makes no sense you're I like know. who are you i know you know what i mean like he's so i don't know i just feel like he gets it he gets it what it's like to be a creative person in life he gets what it's like to shoot for your dreams he also knows what it's like to be in a relationship for a long time raise kids he's just got a real unique 
yes. ability to be empathetic towards so everyone. Yeah. yeah, he's like yeah. a human bath. <laughs> he really is a human bath. He's the human bath. He really is. We were just talking about earlier bath how Mark. bubble bath Mark. Every time Mark comes over or we've zoomed with him, we both feel so excited because yes. I'm like, I'm about to leave this conversation feeling warm for the next week. Yes. Yeah. And we know with the bones is cold situation that you have. Exactly. That, you know, not only could you take a real bath, but you could just have Mark over too. And Human he'll, bath. He'll give you a emotional bath. Oh, I love that so much. Mm. <laughs> so Mark. <laughs> so get in. The water's warm. With Bubble Bath Mark. We've got to tell him I his mean, new name. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be having an IRL bonfire moment. We want to yeah. chat with Mark about a few things that we have going on personally. And also numerous of you sent in voicemail questions about yes, your relationship problems, struggles, questions. And Mark will be answering these. So I cannot wait to hear the wisdom from Mark. Um, and then... Make sure to tune in on Friday. Ooh, we have an excited. episode coming out Friday. It is the cast bio breakdown oh, episode yeah. for Let's, charities season. Yeah, I'm so, so excited. excited. So that'll be out Friday. And then next week, our episode is going to be the recap of charities first episode of yes. her bachelorette season. Let's I'm go. ready. I'm revved up. I'm so excited. I love charity so much. It's going to be a great season. Um, so make sure you tune in Friday. And then next week on Wednesday mm -hmm. for the first episode recap. Um, should we dive into yes. this episode with Mark? Let's it's, bring Mark into the studio. It's bath time. It's bath time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that. Let's bring him in. And we are officially in studio with our favorite Mark wow. Wahlberg. <laughs> the man, He's the man. here. Oh. I think I demanded to come in person instead of Zoom. Like, oh. I needed this. Uh, I was yeah. begging for it. Okay, we have to tell you, before you came in, we mm -hmm. were just talking about you on the podcast, and I hope you don't mind. We did give you, we created a nickname for you. We Bring called it. you. <laughs> I've had many, so it's going to be better than most of them. So. We've decided to call you Bubble Bath Mark because when we're around you, it feels like a warm bath. Every time Mark mm -hmm. Wahlberg walks into a room, it's like you are in a warm bath. <laughs> I, that is the most beautiful <laughs> slash emasculating <laughs> nickname I've ever had. I love we it. We love a bubble bath. I love Mark. it. It's just you, you, you make us feel like warm and cared for, like a bath would. Yeah. Let's just a human say, bath. Let's just say what you're feeling is me mirroring what I get from you. Oh, Mark. Okay. We're all in a bath together. We're just you in a big, I mean? maybe a hot tub. <laughs> that's a podcast people would listen to yeah. and watch. And uh, sadly, that's nothing you want to see. <laughs> no, but it's true. There is Thank nothing. You. And every time you've come on the show, too, it's just the comments that we get from all of our listeners is, you just, you make, when we hear you and we see you, you just make our the week, the whole week better. Mm -hmm. and so. Thank you. And in all candor, I will say it's exactly true. I really look forward to hanging out with you guys. You guys don't know this. We greeted at the door and it's immediately we're like in yeah, it. Yeah, we're there. Yeah. So thanks. <laughs> thanks. Oh my gosh. Well, I am excited, especially to see you back on my TV screen mm. because missed you on TV. Yeah. Missed you on TV and Temptation Island season five is now Finally running. on the air. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How are you feeling? You know, it's a, I'm feeling great about the show. Yes. But that's mostly because my wife has told me the show's good this year. Like, uh. I, I can't tell. For mm -hmm. me, the experience is I got to be with you. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm in it. And so I can't 
compare you to a different cast. So you are who you are to me. I'm in it with you on this journey. I hate the word, but on the journey. Sure. And then when it airs, I'm like, whoa, I said that? And <laughs> what happened? And they did what? Right. So I'm watching it like a fan. I mean, the first episode was phenomenal. Bonfire first episode, kind of something I resisted against. I'm like, uh, too much of me. But kind of got right to it, right? I, I love the new setup with the immediate bonfire. Um, first of all, I'm like, the more of Mark that I can see, the happier I am yeah. <laughs> each episode. But the <laughs> fact you. that you. that you guys had the bonfire right away and you were diving immediately into the couple's relationships and what is going on, I felt like added a whole different element to the show, like right off the get. Yeah, I think my that's one of the things that I've gotten comments on. I didn't, I wasn't per, particularly for it or against it. Mm-hmm. I don't really have any say in format stuff. Right. As a matter of fact, some of the format changes I was against, but then I recanted and said I was wrong because they're good. Mm-hmm. What I liked about that move was that we always had a final dinner where I would hit on those things. Right. But it doesn't have the same weight. There's something that happens when you mm. walk down to that bonfire where everybody's on point. They're like, you know, me too. Right. So you kind of cut the bullshit and get right to it instead of let's toast drink and just platitude it out as you would at a dinner. So I, it played out pretty cool, you know? Yeah, the energy right away. Yeah. Also, I think that in season five, I think the people know what they're getting into to some degree as far as it relates to me. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we get in that bonfire situation, they're like, let's go. Yeah, we know exactly what's coming. Come on. Yeah. And I'm sure some people don't want it because they're like, I don't like some of the contestants are like, I don't want to get I don't want to maybe like create too much conversation about what we're doing here. Maybe I got my partner to finally agree to this. And then Mark's going to maybe ask me some questions I don't want to deal with, which is which I think is amazing because it's like it's bringing the weight of the whole situation to them right away and not halfway through where they're like, you know, really starting to feel it. So I think it's a brilliant. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say something to that effect to them. I'm like, look, you know, you can get real with me today or you can get real later, but it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. And the only person that you're robbing is you. Yeah. Like the sooner you just be you, the sooner you, if, if this bullshit reality TV world can inform you at all, which is the premise you came here under. Mm-hmm. The only way you're going to access that is by like, like roll up your sleeves and do it. Mm. Right. Let's get into it. And I kind of encourage that. Like I'll, I'll wait until you're ready, but I'm just not going to stop me from asking you questions. Mm-hmm. You know, you- well, that's the thing that I love about Temptation Island, because I feel like of all the reality TV shows, it's the show that I feel like watching it. I always walk away from having long conversations with Evan or my mom or whoever I'm talking to about deep relational processes and personal things that I'm working through because you're going there with them versus, you know, I love, you know me, I love reality TV and all of its forms, but Temptation Island, when I first started watching, I thought it was just going to be like this, like fun, crazy, whatever. I'm like, all of a sudden I'm walking away like, okay, Evan and I need to have a conversation about this because I hadn't processed this in that way. I, uh, people ask me like, uh, I play golf. We talk about that right. all the time. And I, I go on as a single because I'm too lazy to get a tea time. And I end up <laughs> playing with people that I don't know. Right. And they usually like, what do you do for a living? I put that off as long as I can. I host this reality show. What show? And what's it about? And I now my answer is, it's a dating reality show. It looks like porn and feels like Oprah. <laughs> it really is. 100%. That, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's a little broad. <laughs> no, but what's so good about that is, it, is it's 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 nailing. I think what makes the show so incredible is that it nails the senses from both angles. It's not just 
hot people hooking up and doing wild stuff. It's also this like depth and this like you're asking yourself questions you never asked. You're looking to your partner going, man, we struggle with that too. Or, oh, that's a strength of ours. So you're like, it's it's satisfying so many elements yeah. that like I feel like most reality TV doesn't. It's kind of like you watch one and you're like, oh, that satisfied that section, but I'm a little feeling gross or, right. or so, that was interesting, but it kind of didn't pull me in. It's like mm-hmm. rare that you have both. Well, that's an interesting point that I haven't really thought about until you said it is that the messiness is certainly watchable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we don't talk about it afterwards, and for me, the evolution was from my generation to the generation I'm talking about is that mess also not needs to not be judged. Yes. Yes. So, yes. so the talk allows us to say, you get to do whatever the hell you want without judgment because your sexuality and how your relationship works is yours and unto you alone. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about yes. the things that maybe you want to learn from. Yes. Yeah. So think, that kind of makes it for me work better. Yeah, I think that's I'm now thinking about that. Why I love recapping reality TV so much, because sometimes when you see the mess and you see people who are getting betrayed and hurt and you kind of walk away with that, that yucky feeling of like, oh, no, this happened to this person. And then that's where it ends. I'm like, I need to talk about this now to yeah. process, you know, what people are going through mm-hmm. in their life and what might have spurred this on yeah. and how to move forward and all of these things. And, you know, one of the things that I'm like, trying to grapple with and see if I can, you know, pass on is that life works this way, that the thing you think you're going to be called to do rarely shows up in what you thought that package would look like. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I never thought as a game show host, yeah, right. An aging one time game show host <laughs> that somehow I'd be thrown into what appears to be one thing, but actually has provided for me, the seat of the like the most like delicious authentic conversation with no filter that i've ever been able to have in this bullshit business mm-hmm. mm. and it it's not life and i found as i look back that that's how life works that the package never matches what the prize is mm-hmm. and we keep thinking and and often miss it because we're driving down a road to a destination we designed as opposed to letting it show up in a place we didn't expect it to be mm-hmm. Okay, family, quick pause from our convo with the Mark Wahlberg. Um, So my dad, my dad actually just got a new kitty named Winston. He is the cutest. And when we went to visit, do you know what I did not smell? Kitty litter. Okay, because they use pretty litter. I know that when you have a cat, sometimes no matter how much cleaning you do, you can still smell the cat's litter box. That all changes when you make the switch to pretty litter. Nothing beats pretty litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra absorbent. It's lightweight, low dust, and one six pound bag works for up to a month without clumping. That means no more wasting litter either. Yes. And to really give you a peace of mind, pretty litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat, like urinary tract infections, kidney issues, and more. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You never run out. You never have huge kitty litter bags taking up space. And even better, you don't have to lug those huge tubs from a store to your car and into your house. I also know the low dust element is super helpful when it comes to a clean house. You don't have dusty kitty footprints all over the house anymore. And even though those little footprints can be cute, it's not cute when you're constantly cleaning up after them that's not an issue anymore when you use pretty litter 
Make the switch today. Go to prettylitter.com slash momdad and use code momdad to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash momdad, code momdad to save 20% on your first order. prettylitter.com slash momdad, code momdad. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, you know, when you have an option in your life to make your life easier, you want to take it, right? Like for me personally, I'm not looking to do the post office anymore, IRL with the lines and the wait times. Well, I haven't done that in years because of stamps.com. Wow. Stamps.com makes my life so much easier. If you mail or ship often, let stamps.com do the hard part for you. Simply print postage and shipping labels right from your home or office. It's ready to go in minutes. No long lines or complicated setups required. With stamps.com, all you need is a computer and a printer. They even send you a free scale, so you'll have everything you need to get started. If you need a uh, package pickup, you can easily schedule it through your stamps.com dashboard. And if you sell products online, stamps.com seamlessly connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart. For 25 years, stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. I think our businesses and personal life have been part of that for like 10 years. Yeah, honestly, seriously. we love stamps.com. We've been using them for forever. Uh, get access Access to the USPS and UPS services you need right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Stamps.com has a long-standing relationship with USPS and UPS, and they're able to pass on amazing rates to you up to 84% off. And that's huge. That adds up. Massive. Yeah. Avoid the hassles and get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code MOMDAD for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code MOMDAD. Just from inspirational standpoint, like when I what you're talking about, which is like these delicious conversations, like that's because of you though. And I mm. think what I think is so cool about that is that you took a show that didn't have that level of depth, brought that level of depth to the role. And it's almost like what I think about like Howie Mandel or something, where it's like, on the surface, the game show is just like, oh, classic daytime TV game show. And then he brings this whole new element, the way he interacts with the, with the contestants. You're like, whoa, now this is like an, way more than just another silly game show. I take that as inspiration to be like, you can always bring something new to something that feels old. You can always, just by being yourself, completely refresh your own life. Like, let's say you work some job that you think is boring or old. You can bring something totally new, re-inspire staff, re-inspire your role create a new role like there's just it's on us to like reimagine what we're doing mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i think that's inspiring we're, we're gonna need about five hours to yeah. break this down. <laughs> well said and it's basically what i'm trying to talk about these days mm. is that there's two kinds of things that happen with every person you meet and every conversation you have you either have an interaction that has no value yeah or it's a connection that grows in value and and is an int it's an agreement of intimacy. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to be vulnerable with you, which allows you to be vulnerable with me. And once we've done that, I can't betray you and you can't betray me. And what we built now is something unto itself that grows. Mm -hmm. Or I could just say shit to you and you could say shit to me and that's right. done. Right. Yeah. Right. And so thank you for the compliment, but let me just give flowers or do. I'll take some for me. Yeah. <laughs> Flowers is what the kids say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I learned that one too recently. <laughs> but it doesn't happen without having an executive producer and a production team that trusts me to do me right. and supports me when I fail. Mm -hmm. So look, huge. 
90% of the stuff that comes out of my mouth, I feel is me, but sometimes I miss it and I got somebody saying, hey, what about this? Mm -hmm. And more importantly, I have the vibe of conversation and partnership and the backbone that if you handle the authenticity of the body of the show, I'm going to do my thing. And that allows me to stay in my lane because I know that you're a pro in your lane. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about Trafari, who's my executive producer. Okay. And we joke that we share a brain. But I don't get to do my thing at my level without having her do her thing at her level. Yes. Her job is 10 times harder than mine. That's amazing. Right? So, all my love. That's cool. That's <laughs> really that. cool. What I a cool that. team. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I have a few things that I wanted to touch on. Questions I had coming off of the first episode. Just things that I was processing in my brain. First, I want to know, when you first meet the couples, mm. do you have, because you're a very intuitive person, obviously. Do you have feelings with certain people of immediate red flags? And if so, do you lean into those feelings or then do you, or do you try to ignore them and just meet that person without those the, in the back of your head thoughts? Let me think about that. Okay. This is what I'm doing as opposed to the first time I was with you, which is talking as fast as I can. <laughs> Stop. Uh, we still loved pretty it. upset about that. Yeah. <laughs> we loved it. Stop. Uh, what I've grown to, and I think part of this is being a parent, is that what I try to do is bring nothing to that meeting mm. and mm. be generous. So I could easily play my ego and go, I know shit. You guys are doomed. Or right. I could say all of you are equal and I don't know anything. So let me – the best way I can describe it is if I take care of myself, it's like I've eaten. Mm -hmm. Now I can feed you instead of asking you to give me more ego shit. Mm. So when I'm meeting these people, instead of the snap judgment, which is there for me too or could be there for me, I'm trying to say, okay, all that you are is perfect. So let me get you. Let me be with you a little bit and let me see where you need me to be with you. Like mm -hmm. if, if I'm going to be part of your – experience where do you like where can i help and so what that allows me to do is really see them and have to grow past my generational bias of judgment mm. because it's it's cultural and generational we came from the place of you have to fit in a box my age right so i need to go you're sharing this you know language and and way of being together that i could judge or i could be the student yeah so i'm like let me get, let me get some of you, and then we'll see where it goes. And that's what I try to do. It's pretty inexact science, and it can be exhausting. But um, like I was sharing with somebody today, is like this whole empath thing sounds really great. But for me, what it is is survival of fear as a child. Yeah, to make me feel the room to sense where the danger is. So now I've learned how to kind of use that in a different way. But I'm listening to them. Mm -hmm. You know. And when I can be grounded, that's a generous gift to listen to somebody else. Mm. Right? Yeah, listening versus just trying to think of the next thing you're going to say. Yeah, waiting to talk. Which is like, would be a temptation in your role, especially because you're like, not only are you filmed, but your role is to provide something. Well, so then, yeah. you know, or at least like that's, that's in my head sometimes. Right. Like, do am I giving her enough good shit? Right. And so, yeah. like, I would imagine that, like, as they're talking, you're just thinking, what's a good nugget? What's a good nugget to get? What's a good one liner? What, as opposed to, like you said, actually be listening. I would imagine if that's very difficult. 
Well, in addition to that is all the crew and whatever chirping I'm getting, which is direction, <laughs> which is helpful. Right. To remind you that it's a superficial situation. Right. But I will say that any nugget that has come on the air that sounds like a crystal thought, those are the ones when I forgot about all that stuff. Right. Anything I thought I was going to plan to say doesn't land. Right, right. The moments that happen, the ones that that end up in the show, actually, that are like, you know, a bar, right? Right, That's, right, right. That hits is when I don't buy into, yeah. I wonder what I'm saying. I better give them some TV. Sure. Or, and often I leave going, I don't remember what I said. And I hope you got something to cut. That's going to be a show because I don't fucking remember. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Pardon my language. Great. No, <laughs> you know, great. you can swear on here. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> Thanks for permission. <laughs> one of those crystal nuggets that Mark, when you said this, and I believe you said it to hall, when you said this at the first bonfire, I immediately took my notes app out and I'm like, I'm writing this down to remember for forever. So I'm assuming it was one of those moments. I, I couldn't tell you. You said comfortable is what we do when we don't feel safe enough with the person to say what's really in our heart. You know, if I read that, I would think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I said that. Yes, you did. <laughs> it's always nice to surprise yourself. Yeah. And that, can you speak on that a little bit? Because when you said that, that hit me Ooh, in the gut in so many levels. I think there's a, a timeline issue that a lot of young people go through. Mm. I want to be married by this time. I have a baby by this time. I want to have that look like this. All of my friends are getting married, so I need to have a date to all these things. Mm. And so comfortable is that guy that checks most of the box. I think a lot of that is there's a list and we check the boxes and then we take the average and grade on the curve and say, well, the, these things are not working, but all of these things are. So that's comfortable for me. So let's get married. And then you'll be comfortable for several years. Uncomfortable is when you get out of that area and talk about what's real. My wife, she doesn't bullshit. She doesn't know how to do it. She, run, I call her the confronter. <laughs> she runs to uncomfortable. Okay. Right. And it's let's go. And I'm again. I'm like I just need people to like me. Mm -hmm. So I'm about the comfort. But what she's taught me is. If you sit in it and you go to the place that's that agreement of intimacy, you now can complete. Mm -hmm. And that's called a relationship. Right. The other is a lie. Like comfortable is a lie. It's not. We don't want comfortable. We want outrageous. Yeah. I want passion. I want tears and joy. I want all. I don't want. You know. Toast with butter. Yeah. Right. You know, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, it sounds That's like. a horrible <laughs> metaphor. But you understand what I'm a saying, thousand right? percent. Yeah. yeah. No, because I was thinking about it and uh, your wife sounds similar to how Evan is more wired where he's like, let's get into it. And when we first started dating, I think I'm more wired like you where I'm like, I feel like I want people to like me and people pleaser and, and make sure it's like, is everyone good and we're all okay. And when we first got together and he would want to get to those places, I would literally leave. Like I would walk out the door. I'm like, I can't, I have to walk Girl. away. <laughs> yes, we see each so other. uncomfortable, right? Yes. Crawling out of your and skin. And I'm just like, where are you going? <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? Where are you, where are you headed to? And he's like, I love you. Where are you going? Like, we're just talking. Yeah. And I would just physically run away because, and I realized that it was because I was 
so scared of someone seeing me and that what they were going to see, they weren't going to like. <laughs> and I realized then, you know, there's this piece where it's like, oh, I don't feel safe. And I, I think at the time, it's like I, I did feel as safe as I could with Evan, but I hadn't learned how to feel safe with myself. Because next I didn't level trust safe. My, yeah, exactly. The next level safe you didn't have access I to. I didn't it. have access to it. And then as soon as I was able to, you know, through therapy and obviously years where then I felt safe with him, that's still my temptation with other people is I is I run and I can't get to those points of conversation sometimes because I don't feel safe. But then with him in our relationship, you know, he opened the door that where then you can get the parts of me where I'm like, we're going here all the time. But it's like, because of a level. <laughs> do you think we should go back to safe a little bit though? Because I am feeling, no, I'm just well, Let's talk about safe for a minute. Well, yeah. Let's talk about the illusion of safe. Yeah. Like we are expecting others to make us feel safe. We run from mm -hmm. the uncomfortable situation because it feels unsafe because of them. Mm -hmm. But what if like love and self-worth, safety is also self-generated? Mm. What if you say you're safe? You have agency to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. I didn't have access to that. I'm obviously deep in therapy right now. Can yeah. you see it? <laughs> so, so looking to others to provide a safe place is a joke. And that illusion or delusion that you spoke of of hiding your concerns mm -hmm. and making everybody like you is what i'm learning is that the thing that we think we're hiding everyone sees we're just not in on it. <laughs> everybody yeah. sees it like dude i think that we all live in this to some degree in different de degrees and fluid this fake version of us that we present to the world and the real version of us we think we're hiding from everybody and intimacy and connection and relationship lives in the rawness mm -hmm. and the trick in creating that is being the first to go yeah, the first to say all right look one. go ahead i know yeah. it's, you could hurt me now and you may but i'd rather have the pain than the comfort back to the comfortable i'd rather have joy with the possibility of pain rather than comfort and never any joy it's the risk averseness too that can cause you not to go there I, I remember there's this quote Jim Carrey randomly. I was watching oh, him. He's give, deep. Right? Yeah. He's like a next right. level. But dude. he was doing a speech at his at a college, and he said um, he was giving a story about his dad, who was like in his opinion, like the funniest guy he ever met. Yeah, and he never pursued comedy or acting or anything. And mm -hmm. he said, "My dad gave up his dreams to um, be safe, and then he became an engineer. He didn't even want to become an engineer. Then he lost his job, and he's like, that's when I realized you could fail.'" at something you don't even want to do. So you might as well do what you want to do in life. And that would like, like to relate it to what we're talking about. It's like, let's say you're faking it to keep a relationship together. Let's say you're faking it to keep these friends that you, that you don't, they you're afraid wouldn't like you. It's like, you could still lose that partner. You could still lose those friends. Your, your whole life could still fall apart and you're faking it. Say so more. you might as well yeah. like be who you are. Cause it's like the, the, the danger, like you said, Comfort's an illusion. Like the danger is still just as prevalent. It's just that you're in your mind thinking it's safer now because you're faking something. Even more. It's so good, dude. That's so good. It's even even more to that point. This is the yes and of that is the delusion that if I worry about it, it may not happen. Yes. And that's I say worry is an interest only loan. Yes, it really, dude, it just ruins your life, no one else's life. You pay every I'm month. Like, look, are you guys talking to me directly? <laughs> right. And then the other thing that I've been playing with is that 
How many jobs do I have that nobody asked me to do and have never paid me a paycheck, but I think are my job? Yeah. That's like managing really you interesting. or worrying about that. Yeah. Or so I have 75 jobs. <laughs> right. I can't, and no I one created for myself. And look at your W2. <laughs> exactly. Like you got no money. You're outside the company on the curb, like taking notes for the boss that doesn't know you exist. <laughs> like emotionally. Everyone's like, what is that person doing yeah. out there? Take it to the next level. That's the whole Karen syndrome. Right, right. It's right. like I, it's my job. Yeah, yeah. It's my job to <laughs> Who police. Who fucking hired you? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You've and where's your stub? Because you've never been paid. You've never changed anyone's mind. You've never fixed anybody broken. Right. You never solved a solution. <laughs> right. And yet that's your job. Right. And then your identity is that's my job. Yeah. Right. Fascinating. So I'm constantly going. Maybe I should quit that job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously, putting yeah. it into that framework helps me. That, that's me interesting. Thinking it at, like like a job, like yeah. you know what I have invested into this, and no one asked me to, yeah. and yet now, and on top of it too, it's also making me bitter. Oh, you're resentful that they don't appreciate your work. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. I am toiling at my job all day. You've not once thanked me. Exactly. So everyone's like, "You work here?" Like I've been working here for ten years. It's, it's office was, space. Yeah. It's my stapler. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Seinfeld when he like. Yeah. He gets to that job and he's like, who are you? And he's yeah. like, oh, I've been working here for years. <laughs> right. years. Yeah. Like, no, I, it makes me think that about my mom. Funny. God bless my sweet mom. But I, I'll never forget a conversation we had where, you know, we have very different love languages. And so I was pouring into her a love language that didn't resonate with her language. but because i wasn't doing i mean at, at first i started doing it just out of my love for her but then when there wasn't a response i'm going i'm pouring into it more and more mm. and more and, and then, she's the asshole exactly and then i'm getting frustrated and getting bitter about the fact that she's not responding in a certain yeah. way yeah. and one day we had this huge conversation where i'm like well i've been doing all this 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 and this and she's just like sweetheart I appreciate it, but I didn't ask for that. I asked for this and you fully ignored that. I'm like, Even more so, I didn't ask for that, but I did ask for something exactly. that you couldn't hear exactly. because you know more than I know. Yep. Yep. And then that's, I'm how, like, oh. that's how I got Temptation Island. Really? Yeah. I was working at TV my whole life. If yeah. you ask me who I was, I'm a TV guy. Mm -hmm. And then I would do an antique road show and then that had a budget change. So now I wasn't even doing that. I was going on the road doing other hustles, but that was side hustle the way I had it. Yeah. So my job is this. And then one day I'm in my backyard really angry at the world for not, how can you not know how good I am at this? And how come that guy got that show? And how come I didn't get this show? I'm like, oh, and I realize I'm doing that all day long. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't work in TV. I haven't gotten a check in TV for years. So either I'm fired or I can quit. And that's where it changed. That was like the whole, like, Interesting. So I said, I quit. Any energy I'm spending on TV, I'm not going to spend it there. I'll spend it on other ventures. And I have historical data, scientific data that I'm not going to die because every time I thought the world was going to end, it didn't mm -hmm. in the past. Every time I, I was at the Coinstar machine cashing my shit in to pay my son's field trip and tomorrow would never come, it came. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'll pretend that the job that hasn't paid me in years, I quit. And instead, I'm just going to do stuff that lights me up. And let's see what happens. Mm. As soon as I did that, two weeks later, I get a Facebook message. Hey, who represents you? Are you still in TV? I got a thing. And it wasn't Temptation Island, but nonetheless, which goes to the other part is want 
is the opposite of get. Mm. It's the other side of that magnet. The more I want it, the harder. You know, we need a magnet. Yeah. Push right. And I found that like the more I was like, don't you understand how good I, don't, secret yes. fuck him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Yeah. And as soon as I'm like, I'm good with what I got, I don't need any of it. Now I have this job that nobody has a job that was canceled 20 years ago and they, and it comes back. And then they hire you. Truly. And they all they want you to do is do this kind of talk. Like, that's the gig. We don't need you to do shit. We just want you to sit here and break down life with us. So, mm. you know, I'm just every day, I'm just like, where was this lesson, you know, 30 years ago? Like, yeah. what power could I be? And then I have to say, and it's right on time. <laughs> right. So I have right. to constantly talk myself off of that list. Right. <laughs> right. The reminder. Right. Oh, that's so interesting. I think that's that interesting. crazy. Quit the job you don't even have. It's right. like, because there's so much when you think about your day to day life where it's like you worry, you think about, you get angry about, you resent someone over you, what, all that stuff. Right. And it's like you just realize you spent so much energy and time. You wasted days and weeks and months and energy. And, and no one even knew that you were thinking about it. And the, and the world didn't even ask you to do it so it's right. like you just wasted time after time after time worrying about something that wasn't even required of you and it's like and then think of doing? it like a battery charge so now all that stuff that was draining your battery you have access to yeah and so then you're like okay i, I i'm good yeah and then this is where i get a little spiritual then the universe shows up and does some crazy shit mm. says you got the energy let's put it over here but that doesn't look like what it's supposed to how about just try it anyway and then all of a sudden you're living yeah. right and you're a bubble bath mark yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice call let's go bbl <laughs> i've been called much worse so that's a good one no, that was a big compliment <laughs> oh you. my goodness no that i needed to hear that today i did by the way every time i say something out of my mouth thinking I'm the teacher is because I forgot it. Mm. Mm. So I also believe that people show up to get you to remember the things you need to hear, not things I'm not, you know what I mean? It's yes. like every time I say something that sounds good, I have to then go, wow, I must have forgotten that. That is like parenting every day. Right? Every time that my daughter comes to me and is like processing something. And then I say to her something, I realize Wow, Jess, you need to remember that yourself. Like, my goodness. And your goodness. kids grow up. And I was on the phone with my kid. I just did a podcast before I came here. Yes. So I'm talking to my 31-year-old son, mm -hmm. right, who then right-sized me. He was like, Dad, you know, don't do that. Mm. That's what, what's that about? What about this? Like, Wheel of Fortune. Yes. I'd really like to host it. Yes. Mm. I'm not going to get it. Really took on that job of blaming everybody for a <laughs> <laughs> and he said, what if it's not big enough for you? What if you're meant for something other than that? Mm. Which is what I would have said to him. Mm. That's special. Take your own advice. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to tap into about the first episode of Temptation Island was something I was thinking about is numerous of the women in the couples that you were talking to are in situations with their partner where they have experienced betrayal and hurt, um, whether that be cheating or whatnot. And I don't know if you've been keeping up with it all, this whole Vanderpump rules situation. I, I tweeted not long ago, I have never Vanderpumped, <laughs> but I'm going to start. It's worth mm. it. Everybody's, I mean, I can't 
you can't. It's like can't being a flat them. earther at this it's point. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta admit that they exist. <laughs> well, easy, easy <laughs> because <Yeah>. the <laughs> birds aren't real. But whatever. But no. So with then the whole Vanderpump, we've been talking about it a lot lately, yeah. and it's a situation where um, one of the men, Sandoval, and uh, the woman he was having an affair with, Raquel, it was ultimate betrayal. Um, with cheating, lying, all of this with this woman, Ariana. And I was thinking about all of that and processing what your thoughts would be on when you're talking to someone who has had to walk through severe betrayal like cheating and, and being lied to. What would you say to that person about then, let's just say they start a new relationship. Where do you go from there when you've experienced all of this? And of course, then you're going to think, is this going to happen again? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's any trauma or pain we have, we then take on the job of making sure it doesn't happen again. Mm. Right? So that whatever the fear is, we do everything we can to not touch the stove again. Yeah. And I don't have an answer. I'll give you my take. Yeah. Um, but I don't have an answer because when someone cheats – it hurts mm -hmm. the other person. What I try to kind of say is the cheating rarely has anything to do with you, although it hurts you. The phrase even is a misnomer. Cheating sounds like there's a game at foot and you broke the rules, mm. right? That you cheated me from something. But the fact is they're doing what they did, betraying this agreement of intimacy we've made yeah. is their problem that they did. I am the victim in that it hurt me because I'm invested in you. And there was an expectation, a love language that wasn't met, mm -hmm. but th there's really no solace you can get. It still hurts because we're human, but it's important to remember that it is nothing you did mm -hmm. is nothing better. They wanted it's their own reasons yet discovered of why they broke the covenant we made, mm -hmm. right? And I don't think that does anything to put any salve on the wound, but there is and can be, and I try to find for those going through it, that there can be some comfort that it wasn't you weren't enough. It wasn't that you did something to then, and the language gets that way because the gaslighting in that situation yes. is, well, you were, but so I, and if, you know, right. it's, it's all bullshit. So mm -hmm. I think the most important thing we have to remember in relationship is that the only thing I can work on is me. Mm. That's mm -hmm. it. The only thing I can do is try to be a better me. And hopefully that aligns with the better you that I'm hopefully a, a cause for with you as well. Be, right. So that's yeah. the thing. But when, when you're betrayed, it's a human condition. It's a trigger of safety. It is painful. It is trauma. It's not just painful. It is a lasting scar and trauma. That will affect the rest of your life. And so the best way to deal with lasting trauma and stuff for me is back to that conversation about comfortable and uncomfortable, is acknowledging that I have it, make, making it part of my life, not trying to get over it. Hmm. I, I always say, you know, that I don't ever – like the things that became triggers to me in my life from my childhood, I don't ever complete them and they go away. I just make friends with them. 
Mm-hmm. And the best way, this, and my wife argues with me that this analogy doesn't work for people, but it worked for me. <laughs> I think of A Beautiful Mind, the movie A Beautiful Mind, mm-hmm. where he's got a, an illness, but he's an analytical mathematician. And at some point he realizes that the people that aren't real, that he thinks are real, don't age. Mm-hmm. So he, he never stops seeing them, but he's able to be clear that they're not real. So I use that as a metaphor that the trauma in my life, the pain I have in my life never will go away, but I get to see them, acknowledge them, and then put them in a place where, thanks for sharing, mm. little, little hurt boy, yeah. but I'm an adult now, you're safe, I'm safe, you never go away, the pain's real, thanks for the pain, now let's move on. Mm. Doesn't, t- we don't get to, t- I guess we don't get to take the pain away. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then if we go even further and say that pain and joy and all that stuff are sensations, emotional sensations, what ride do you want? The comfortable ride that feels nothing or the ride where you have all of those things that allows you to then wallow in that pain and let it show up as artistic expression or information for the next relationship or depth of character and soul because it's just a feeling, Mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out too. I have pain. I have stuff, you know, and it never goes away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But no, you can I... smile at it sometimes. Some of them are those cringes you have in the middle of the night where you're like, oh, shit. Right. Did I really have that moment? Yeah. <clears throat> but then some of them I can look back at what was devastating pain in the past and smile on it and go, mm, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. You know? All right, family, one more quick pause from this amazing conversation with Mark. So when I'm grocery shopping for food and home goods for our house, I'm looking for a few things, okay? Number one, I'm trying to save money because it can be very expensive. Number two, I'm looking for specific clean and organic brands that I love. And number three, ease, okay? Not having to go to four different stores for one shopping trip. Sounds impossible, right? Too much to ask for? Well, not with Thrive Market. All the above is possible with Thrive Market. Thrive Market is our go-to for all our organic grocery and household essentials. And the convenience of getting it all quickly shipped to our doorstep is a huge time saver. And as Thrive Market members, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% mm-hmm. each time. I think on our last order, we saved like 40 bucks or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's amazing. And on top of the massive savings on each order, Thrive Market has a deals page that changes daily. Uh, it gives you cash back on so many brands and they have a a price match guarantee. They seriously are amazing. We've saved a lot over the years using Thrive Market. Not only does Thrive Market save us money, but they also save us time. I love the filters on their website or app. They have over 70 of these filters. Whether you're looking for certified gluten-free snacks or non-toxic cleaning essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with the click of a button. It makes it so simple and quick. And you can also trust that it's made with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. And by the way, when you join Thrive Market, you're also helping helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash momdad for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash momdad thrivemarket.com slash mom dad and by the way those free gifts are good those are quality gifts Mm. good 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 
Okay, so in recent days, I've really been trying to do right by my body, and that includes my hair and my scalp health. But finding a product that actually works and is made with clean ingredients always seems like a trade-off. But with Vegamore, I get products that are made with clean ingredients and give me a visibly healthy hair and scalp. And oh my God, you all know how I feel about Vegamore. It has helped my hair journey so much. I stand by Vegamore. I love them so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, With Vegamore, you are able to have visibly thicker, fuller, shiny longer hair all without the harsh ingredients all vegama products are 100 cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harm- harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones by the way vegamore has value kits like the grow essentials kit where you get to try more than one amazing product at a great savings so when you sign up for a monthly subscription you save more and you never run low on the products you need to take care of your hair my obsession with vegamore is how easily they integrate into my daily routine their shampoo and conditioner are the only ones I use. They make it so simple. The key is consistency in your routine for your most beautiful, healthy looking hair. And I use Vegamore hair serum daily and my hair and scalp are flourishing. And their hair serum, by the way, is everything because it doesn't make my hair oily. I love it. A fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of grow serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's how good this stuff is. You don't have to take my word for it. Listen to that, you know. Give yourself the hair you never thought you could have with Vegamore. For limited time, your mom and dad listen Get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash momdad and use code momdad at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash momdad. Code momdad to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash momdad. Code momdad. And then I would imagine stepping into a relationship post that, then with all that fear You know, I've not in our relationship, but in a past relationship of mine, I had been cheated on. And I also have a lot of family history with such. And so I think when I found a person that I was like, oh, I'm very much in love with this person of over here, there was so much of that fear that I'm like, it's going to happen to me again, or it will happen to me like it's happened to people in my family. This is just what happens. And I think. Initially, it was like, I'm going to just avoid that was part of the whole not willing to open up and get uncomfortable feeling. It's like Mm -hmm. I'm going to avoid anything so that that doesn't happen. And maybe I'll even avoid relationships altogether. But at the end of the day, I think it's kind of like even what we were talking about when we were talking about jobs where it's like, well, I could avoid being in a relationship forever out of fear that I might get cheated on. But then I could potentially miss out on a really amazing relationship. And there's no, you know, there's no way to say maybe one day, you know, I would never think so. I wouldn't be sitting with this person for 18 years if I thought that he was not trustworthy. I trust you. But there's always a chance. Who knows? Right. But if I lived in that, then I wouldn't have experienced the joy of the relationship that we have. There's a lot of weight in what you said. And then there's another level that I don't know that we can access as humans, but would be cool, which is. And the behavior that happens is also transcendable. Like the level of hurt is self-dictated mm-hmm. because the importance of the fidelity is something we've built up. Yeah. But if I'm full as a human, like if I'm emotionally full and I love you and you love me, because I do love you, Evan. I love you too. Right? And then you make a mistake that betrays me. Yeah. My level of importance to what that says about our relationship is where the pain is. 
If it has no importance, it's just a behavior you did that I don't condone, that I can either forgive or not, but I really don't necessarily have to, I, it's a transcendent way of being that we're, we're not going to get to. I'm not going to get to. But there could be this place where you did what you did. I'm, I'm good as a human. I'm going to let you know that that's not the relationship we're in. Like, I'm not cool with it. Right? Yeah. So I can either forgive you and we'll try to do this again. Or I could say, and so we're done. Right. But the level of the betrayal is really, ugh, the, 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 the cliche is if you love something, let it go. If it's meant to be, it comes back to you. Bullshit. It hurts when somebody cheats. Yeah. Because we've made this emotional human monogamous agreement. Yeah. But the only way that we're going to get to the other end is to realize that when somebody does what they do, that's their thing. I didn't cause it. I'm not the reason. I'm not a victim of it. I get to stand in. Look, my love dictates this isn't cool, right? This isn't working. So either you're salvageable, I forgive you. And let's talk it out and get uncomfortable. And let's start a new relationship now. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, that's deal breaker. I'm break up. That doesn't mean now I have to protect myself in the next relationship because that is the fallacy we live in as humans. We can't protect ourselves against anything. Like, I can bubble wrap myself and walk out of your house and get hit by a car. Right. It's a, it's a delusion that we're safe ever. Unless... Danger, pain, death, and all that is also within the realm of safety. Like, it's just the human thing. Yeah. You know, we're all going to die. Yeah. Shit's going to happen to all of us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Either ride the ride like this or ride the ride like this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, this is a perfect transition to me after that wisdom. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to work it out for me in front of you, <laughs> like a workshop. So thank you. This is the perfect transition with all the wisdom coming off of you, Mark, to <laughs> dive into. We thought we would have just kind of an IRL, an in real life bonfire moment with you, Mark. I knew what IRL meant. <laughs> Do you I like that? that? Did you like what she did there? <laughs> she kind of explained it. It was like, a, just in case. That's the opposite of mansplaining. That just, <laughs> like, what that is, uh, that's like uh, millennials boomer splaining. <laughs> So just, just in case, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> LOL is like when you laugh I out loud. Out loud. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's well, funny. we wanted to have an IRL bonfire moment with you. And um, we have numerous of the members of our podcast family calling in, asking some questions for, for you. Yes. Leaving some voicemail some questions. Voicemails. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have okay. to worry about one on one. We're bringing in a bunch of people. Yeah, here and <laughs> so can we dive Let's in? Do it. Can we get dive. some questions? Yeah. Let's do it. Hi, mom and dad and Mark. <laughs> I have a question for you about my current relationship. Um, my boyfriend and I have been together for about 10 years now. We were kind of on and off in high school and now we're in our mid-20s. Um, I have known for a while now that I am ready to get married and I want to spend my life with him. He's my absolute best friend and I love him so much. Um, But I am having a really hard time with the fact that we have not gotten engaged yet and that we are not married and we've been together for so long. Um, You know, in the time that we've been together, all of my closest friends have met their partners and have gotten married. And recently it's been making me feel sad and left behind and a little bit resentful sometimes of my boyfriend too. Um, When I bring up marriage, it's always something that like he seems excited about and that he wants with me in the future. 
but I don't know why it's taken so long and I'm feeling old and I feel like we've been together for a long time. Um, I guess another thing I should note is that his parents have been together for about 30 years and they never got married. So I don't know if that kind of is an influence <laughs> on him. Um, but yeah, any advice that you might have or um, insight would be amazing. Uh, love you guys. Bye. Love you. What a what a wonderful thing. First of all, uh, so touched that anyone had asked me advice for anything. And caveat, oh, we got so many messages. People want your advice. <laughs> I'm a game show host. All right. So let's get clear. I'm trying to figure this shit out, too. Well, let's get to this. So here's what I heard. And help me because it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And the phrase, yeah, everything I say that's wise, my wife drilled into me. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm hearing a lot of compare and despair. Mm. So let me say that phrase again, compare and despair. When you're measuring against other people's life because you think that's great, it may not be, and it can only leave you feeling either better than or worse than, and neither is comfortable in the good sense of comfortable, right? right? So it makes sense that if his model of relationship that worked was 30 years of an unmarried commitment to one another, why he may be reticent to do this dated, conventional, cultural thing, which is marriage. Mm -hmm. I also hear in her, my friends are, and that's a lot of the measuring about timeline stuff. So there's two things that I would advise off the top of my head. One is Maybe sit for a second personally for yourself and ask yourself the question of what does marriage mean to me and why is it important? And then when you're clear on that, communicate that. And also remember that the things we want the most, want is the thing that's most difficult to get. And the acceptance aspect of things opens up a possibility of things we don't know, which could include marriage. So the acceptance of that, let's pretend that marriage wasn't important for a moment. Mm. Are we good? Mm. Is my life better in this relationship? Am I in love and does he love me? Then what are we talking about? Mm -hmm. So now let's create a place where I can communicate what I feel is missing. And you can acknowledge that I hear you and I also don't want to get married. And you can share your truth there. And we can communicate that in a place that reassures we're good. Because we're talking about cheating. The ring doesn't mean shit. No. I mean, it does for assets, but what matters is what it sounds like you've had since high school. And it's just what other people have that you think you want that's making it look like less than, right? What you've solved and you need to stand in for a second is that you found in each other somebody that is true that you love. Mm -hmm. And okay, if you want to be married and he loves you and you're not pushing it but create a space – then maybe that's going to be in your future. But you could also say you're married now for whatever it means, right? Mm-hmm. What is marriage, first of all, is we declare in public that we're committed to one another and somebody's witnessed it. That's it, right? I witnessed it. You're married. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's interesting, too. A little side note is like the illusion of safety, too. Like just because you get married doesn't mean that 
anything it's not going to work or that something changes or that it's going to get better or anything. It's like, it's that illusion again that like, Oh, if this happens, then I'll be happy. Or if this happens, then I'll be satisfied. It's like anything. It's like, we all go through it in society. It's just like, Oh, if I get the big house, if I get this, then I'll be happy. And then you talk to people with the big house. They're like, yeah, I didn't do anything. So there's something to that too, where it's like, okay, you already have the thing, you know, if she feels that way, it's like, I just gave a keynote talk because somebody asked me to do a talk and I had to do homework and like slides and shit. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> really Slides scary thing. PowerPoint. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. One of the slides says, because I saw it from a Forbes magazine thing, is that success doesn't bring happiness. Like the things you're talking about, happiness brings success. Mm. The key driver of success in business is happiness, not hard work or plan. So the question to you two is, are you happy together? That's successful. Rings mm. and stuff could come if there's a space. The less it's important, the more possibility of it happening. And you get to have the conversation together of why it's important to you and why it's not important to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. opens up that channel to have that great conversation, too, because, you know, obviously I completely understand if you have the desire to want to get married. But of, but of, of course, course, of course. But, like, you know, I know for Evan and myself, we were married young and we had numerous friends that were married around the same year or two. And Everyone it's a culture. Has, it's everyone, a thing. It, yes, it's a season. It was the season time. and then the culture that we were raised and everything. Everyone's divorced. And not you two. Not us. But, no, but, uh, like, but you know. But that speaks to, I'm uh, sorry to cut you yeah, off like no. I did last time I was on the podcast and I'm trying to be <laughs> stop, better about it. No, stop. But that speaks to what you've created in that uncomfortable zone where you're like, we're not going to let this be phoned in. So right. if we got a problem rather than running and saying it's not working, Fuck, let's do it. Right. Let's fucking get raw here. And the conversation is never we're married, right. so we need to stay together. Right. It's we want to be together. We love each other. We want to work this out. The ring doesn't have anything to do with it. And like I said, I don't want to then dismiss the feeling of that desire to want to be married. I totally understand yeah. that. But like you were saying, Mark, then it opens that conversation because, you know, your your partner, because he has Two parents who are in a great relationship for 30 years who are never married. I'm sure they saw so many people and go through divorce. A lot of data to support that it's not a good idea. Yeah, exactly. So you might hear in conversation with your partner that the reason that he hasn't asked you to marry him yet is because he loves you so much and he wants to protect your relationship. Mm -hmm. And he saw how beautiful his parents' relationship was without them getting married. Well said. Yeah. That said, when you're ready, I can officiate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing, just to wrap it up, I just thinking in terms of how she's feeling, I like, I think everything mm. we've said, like, is so, is like factually based. We have experience. But it's not acknowledging. Right. But yeah. there is a level to be like, I think the main issue here is not that you want to get married. He's not, he, he's not pulling the trigger, not any of that. I think the fact that you, you, kind of don't know why he's not doing it and i think that's the issue it's like mm. you're kind of assuming well his parents did and and he might be assuming something about you it sounds like you guys haven't really drilled down on like why it's that's not right. happening mm. so it's like there's a lot of anxiety there going is he gonna break up with me does he not love me as much does he as not the, want to does he not want to me. right yeah. and so it's like but if you guys are on the same page if he just looks at you one day and goes to be honest with you i never want to get married i want to be with you for the next 80 years but i don't want to get married because i'm afraid this this and this at least you then know or if he goes, I'm honestly, I'm trying to save up some money. I want to feel a little more sol solid before I say, before I buy the ring and do all this stuff. That's how I, what, who, who knows? We there's, don't know. there's a million yeah, reasons and they're all legit reasons. All so I'm saying good. is like, 
then that'll at least give you like you can sit in that and make decisions. But if you're just guessing and he's not really giving you info and you're not asking the right questions, then you're going to be looking at all your friends going, how come I don't have that? Which is you've just defined the breakdown in relationship of all human situations, which is the projecting on somebody else a story that's not particularly factual. Right. He did this. Therefore, it means this. That's not it. He did this. Period. The anything after that, I tell it this way. Like the I am a TV guy. Mm -hmm. I say that anything you add after that, I'm powerful or powerless. Mm. All that is opinion. I am is a complete sentence. And biblically, right? Easy. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you know how I feel about this. But if we're going to take it as a novel or just an anecdote, let's play that out. When God was asked what his name is, the answer was I am. Mm -hmm. I am that I am. Not I am all powerful. Mm. I am God. Just I am. And that's. That's power. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. power in that. So the what you project on the other person of why they don't want to get married is fiction. Unless you ask. Mm-hmm. Right? 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said it better. No. No, it was just, yeah, I just was thinking about her anxiety. Yeah. And I just thought, yeah, if you don't know, then you're freaking yeah, out. You're trying to just guess. So you know? opera. Yeah. But if you're at least, right. but if you know, and maybe she's probably afraid to drill down. But yeah. is it going to push him away? All this. What things, if so. he says, I, do, I don't want to marry because I might want to marry somebody else. Right. All the but fear, you know. That's a job you took yeah. on that nobody yeah. hired you exactly. for. Exactly. Absolutely. All right, next. Another we one? another? Yes. Yeah, oh, we got Mark. I have nowhere to be till like November. Yeah. So. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> so this <laughs> is keep good. this going. Hi, Mom and Dad. My name's Erica, and Hi, I'm Erica. a huge fan of you guys. I think you're both just such warm and lovely people. Oh, Same. So nice. um, okay, so I have a question about uh, wedding and family. <laughs> Another and wedding. Just tricky dynamics. Yes. Um, with all of that. So my fiance and I have been engaged for almost a year, and I've been really dragging my feet on starting the wedding planning. Um, I just have not been taking it seriously. And when I kind of sat with myself and figured out what was going on with that, it was all around tricky family dynamics. Mm. Um, my parents divorced eight years ago, and it was a pretty gnarly divorce. Um, they have not seen each other or spoken to each other really since then. Um, and I'm just totally lost with how to approach the wedding and I I would love to have both of them there and I can only imagine the drama it would create if I didn't invite one or Mm -hmm. anyways I'm just Mm. um it's really causing me some some major stress around my wedding so any advice you guys have would be so appreciated um yeah I love you both you're awesome people thank you so much I love you America Mark cut them all out (laughs) <laughs> First of all, sidebar, need to acknowledge the space you two have created for people to come to you and co- have this conversation. Mm. All right? It's not insignificant. It's gigantic. It means a lot. It, mm. We all benefit. You make the world better that way. Okay. You want to take this or you want me to take I it? saw you ready to go. Let's I'm like, go. so simple. It's your wedding. You deserve it. It's the day, if you have to have the day, I tell you, elope and save the money and put it in some account. (laughs) But if you want the day, you get to have the day. And their drama, one, is probably not as dramatic as you think it's going to be. And it's theirs to fucking have. Mm. If they want to throw a scene or something, you get to be removed from that. 
And what you get, what I'm inviting you and giving you permission to do is create a day that's for you. And anyone in that room, their job is to celebrate you unselfishly. Love that. <laughs> mm, Mark's coming in hot. I love that. I love, love that. that. This resonates so much with me, Erica, because when Evan and I um, got married, <laughs> it was pretty fresh, maybe a year off of my parents' divorce. And so Oof. I was feeling this so deeply. It resonates so much. I was so stressed out about what the dynamics were going to be like between them and also the friends who took mom's side, the friends who took oh. dad's side. And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I, the, the, the seating arrangements? And I was panicking yeah. like crazy. Um, and two things from that. One, I'm not saying this always happens with everyone, but one, at least in my experience, everyone was pretty well behaved. It's another point I'm going to make. Go ahead. Right. But Good two, yeah, that's right. Two, even if they wouldn't have been, I, I spent so much of my energy focused on making sure that they felt okay when it is not, like you said, it's not my responsibility to manage these adults who are my parents. Yeah. It, this is, you know, the day that I'm celebrating my wedding and that's not my responsibility to manage yes. them. And I spent a lot of energy focused on something that actually didn't even end up being a problem or happening. Well, and that may interject at that yes, point, please. First of all, I don't want to discount your feeling of wanting to take care of the people you love, mm -hmm. but here's the thing about problems. They are, I found they are actually counterintuitive. They're the opposite of physics. A mountain in the distance um, becomes larger when you come close to it and, and smaller as you get away from it. Perspective. Mm -hmm. But problems are the opposite of that. The closer you run to them, the smaller they become, and they actually sometimes don't even actually exist. But the further away you are from it, the mind creates them to be bigger than you can handle. Mm. So one, their drama is their drama. You invite them to put it aside for a day out of love for you. That's the gift I want. Don't send me a gift. The gift I want is for you guys to not make this the story. Mm -hmm. Two is you may be projecting that it's bigger than it actually is. We'll still have drama. There's always drama. It, and we can laugh at the drama if we want and just enjoy it. Your job is to plan the day you want. Your job is to enjoy your wedding, which is nearly impossible, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's nearly impossible <laughs> for all the reason you're saying. Yeah. But I invite you to create a space to tell them that, you know, you can either come and support me or you can stay home and watch it on TV. I love that. No, I, I want you to enjoy your day so much, you and your partner. So it's like everything you were saying, Mark. I love the idea of having a conversation with your parents and being like, this is the gift you can give me is just by Letting enjoying. it be about me and not about you today. Yep, exactly. It's yeah. about me and let's not stir any drama up. That would be much appreciated. And if you're going to, it's not my problem and I'm just seeing myself out you know i always admire those people that are so confident that when shit's going sideways they laugh yes like it, they're not uncomfortable and i'm calling out of my skin taking on the job to make sure everybody's okay mm -hmm. be that person mm -hmm. be the guy smoking a cigar in the back going yeah it's a dumpster fire and i'm warm <laughs> right 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 well 100%. it's interesting because it's like um yeah when i think about this question and about her panicking about like dealing with family trauma I think like 
because there's there's two elements to me. There's one which is the payment, right? Like what happens a lot is like who's paying for the wedding, and then let's say dad's paying for the wedding or something. Then that person feels like then they have like this, you know, well, I'm paying for the damn thing. So I need to have, you know, a say at least on some of the stuff. And I I do to some extent, I understand that thing. Like, hey, I'm dropping a bunch of my money. I want to make sure Aunt Beth is there, even though you hate Aunt Beth. Like that's a conversation, (laughs) right? My thing, though, is like money aside. Again, it's the same thing. I'm hearing her talk a lot about like, oh, I'm afraid to do this because I'm afraid of what might happen. And it's like. What if you did just sit down with both of your parents? Obviously, they don't talk. So you sit down with them individually and just say, hey, uh, I'm going to start doing this wedding thing. What's important to you? Hey, now, what are you talking about? Having like a conversation? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> what a they, novel idea. Because you might go, oh, they're going to want this and this. Yeah. And then you just realize that all they, they wanted was this. And then you're like, oh, I can do this yeah, or I can't cool. do that. But it might be like you were saying, the closer you get to the actual problem, you actually yeah. sitting down with mom and dad, then you might go, oh. They just wanted to make sure that their two cousins were there and dad wanted to make sure that there was a lot of booze at the wedding. It's like, okay, cool. We can afford, we can, we can do the, both those things. Boom. Now it's my wedding right. to do. It might be simpler mm. than you're making it out to be. I'm not saying it would be, but at least you know the answer. I'm willing to bet it is. You're right. Even with the most toxic of people, I'm willing to bet it is. And you get to be the center of how important it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as far as the paying for it thing, you also get to have the conversation about, um, I accept your gift, but it needs to be an unconditional gift. And if that can't happen, maybe and, we do the, the backyard wedding. Well, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> and I'm willing to accept the boundaries. Like, how much of an unconditional gift are you willing to give? Yeah. And if it's none, then I accept none. Yeah. And that's fine. But let's be clear. So what are the boundaries? What do you need? That was what you're saying. And thank you for the gift. But as all true gifts are, this is not an investment. Yeah. This is a gift, which means it's unconditional. You get to take all the expectation of what you get on the other end. You don't have power in this. Yeah. You get to choose to support my wedding if you want, or I can fucking elope. Right. Right? Yeah. Right. My son got married last August. Yeah. He married a girl that I love more than I love him, I think. Right, right. Um, because she is not about that bullshit, mm. right? Yeah. And they made a choice that they wanted their wedding ceremony because she doesn't like the, she didn't want to play the bride role. Like all those eyes were uncomfortable. Yeah. Please forgive me for sharing your truth, right? <laughs> um, but so what she, they said is we're going to buy 40 or 50 people. We're going to do it here. And when I look out, I don't want to see any eye that's not somebody I truly love. Yep. So that excluded a lot of people that probably should have been there. And what they did that we, her father and I fought, and me, the other dad, fought against was they had a wedding on one weekend and the party on the next weekend uh. because that's how they wanted to get down. Yeah. And they did a dance and they did a bouquet, but all that other stuff, like the horror and all that stuff, they're like, that's not our vibe. Yeah. And we're like, but you have to, the rules are. Right. 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 And it was glorious. Mm. And it was theirs. And everybody was there for the right reason. Mm. And I was a student because I was against it. Yeah. And uh, my daughter-in-law and her influence on my son is how this became something other than a template. And that's what's great about relationship and communication and creating space. Mm. Yeah. I love that. that I love good. that. Well, we love you. Yeah. Take care of you. This yeah. is your and your partner's day. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be an amazing day. Even if they act out, let that be the fun part. Like uh, like all the movies we love. Like right. Bridesmaids. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Laugh at them. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Wedding Crashers. All of that. Be, all of just, that. 
Yes, more. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, all right, next. Next. Hi, Mom and Dad and Mark. I love all three of you so much. <laughs> My you. name is Emily. Emily. I have a question about um, not feeling like a roommate with my husband and having a dog and a house and jobs and friends and a life and all of that and also trying to be in a relationship or being in a relationship and how to keep the the fun the fun parts of it while also keeping the practical parts of it everybody says to keep dating and to never stop dating each other but like what does that mean mm. i need <laughs> practical advice and tips um so anything that the three of you can provide based off of your lovely marriages would be incredible thank you so much thank this, you this Holly. is the hardest question that i think was phoned in for me particularly <sighs> uh again things show up I got to really sit with it because the practical matters of life, this goes back to the book, The Little Prince, mm. all the things adults mm. have to do, the practical matters that are important and they trying to keep it dating uh, is really difficult. And the expectation of it and the self-judgment of failing there is also the barrier to it being there. I think the cliche is you got to make time for yourself. You got to put it on the map and there are all these tools, you know, Wednesday night, state night or whatever. But everything comes down to what Evan's been saying, which is if you talk about it mm -hmm. <laughs> and call it out, I'm feeling like a roommate, you know, mm. you know this, and it makes me feel like I'm not desirable and this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. Look, Robbie and I grapple with this. It's me. You know, I have my issues there of like, you know, don't touch me. Yeah. yeah right where she's entirely different. And I don't have an answer for you, except that all things get easier when you make them smaller by talking about them. They mm. become clay. It's a better way to say it. They're a monster before you talk about them, bigger than you, fire-breathing dragon. When you say it, it becomes clay that you can mold and throw away, or at least put it down. Mm -hmm. So I don't have the answer of I'm 35 years in marriage and we grapple every day with how do we keep, you know, the sex hot, love hot. You're my girlfriend, not my roommate. And the truth is the roommate thing is hard to transcend because yeah. we have to deal with shit every day. Two dogs now. One got neutered yesterday. We got shit. Yeah, right. It wasn't a sexy night. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. The only answer to any of it is if you can talk about it, you can deal with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd love to hear your take yeah. on it because I could use to be a student here a little bit. Mm. I mean, you just saying saying that felt very healing for me because I think that, like you said, there's this this perspective that we put on all of ourselves that like we need to have these constant relationships that are not roommate-ish, like sexy and romantic, and they never have those moments. And I think mm. accepting the fact that they're going to have a lot of moments like that. Like, if you're with someone for a long time, like, you're bound to be their roommate sometimes. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm happy that I have a roommate that I like. 
It's the fluid, you know? <laughs> it's the fluidity of relationship. Yeah. yeah. Love, lust, like, need. They come, you know, the dials are constantly being adjusted. Right. A and thousand that's hard percent. to accept. And I think if getting to a, a, a place where it's like, again, holding, you know, like you said with the ride, not holding on tight, but just kind of there for the ride is it's like, yeah, maybe we're in a season right now where like we have to be roommates. So I'm going to be the best roommate I can be and be a good partner right now in that sense. And maybe our relationship isn't going to be packed with sex and isn't going to be super romantic in this moment, but that's the season. And we're partners. We're more than just lovers. We're partners in life together. So it's going to look different. Um, And I think just accepting that in itself makes healing feel like it feels good for me in that way Mm, to look at it like that so that it gives me then the freedom to be like, you know what? I'm okay being a roommate. And it almost, it it almost opens it up to make me feel more romantic where I'm kind of like, we're in this together right now. My roommate. You kind of broke open some stuff for me as you're talking. I'm thinking, you know, the roommate thing, which we're really talking about is lack of intimacy when that's not even accurate because intimacy isn't sex always. But what we're talking about is the difference between the romantic aspect of a relationship and the practical aspect of relationship and where it becomes toxic is when that lack of attention we think is be about us. She's not doing this for me because it's about me not being yes. desirable. Yes. I'm not because of her. When in fact, if we could transcend to a thing that humans can't do, which is really be okay and realize that that has nothing to do with me and I can support you. Gosh, mm. I want to connect with you and you're not feeling connected. What's going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's going on with that, Evan? Why is yeah. it Evan I'm trying to get? I'm right here. Yeah, I want to be intimate. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really interesting. I First of all, I don't like, I don't like, oh, keep dating each other. Because it's, it's almost like saying, oh, I'm 40 now. Act like you're 19. And it's a little bit like, I, I don't know about that. You're 40 now. Like, you've lived a lot of life. You've gone through ups and downs. Like, it, I don't think the key should be to, like, hold on to being 19 again. It also demeans what your relationship has evolved to. Right. right. So right. it's like dating is literally like you it's barely know each part. other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you barely know each other. It's pure just excitement. There's no depth. There's no walk through life together. There's none and of that. And we're pretending to be what we think you want us to be. Right. right. And then you also put in your head this assumption that, like, it's possible to return back to a place where you didn't know anything about each other and it was just excitement in the moment. It's like, you'll never get there. So then you'll always be pissed about the fact that you're not feeling that way. So it's going to be, you're going to be let down constantly, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I also just don't like the, you know, the idea that you need that again in that way. It's like, you're in a whole new space. You know what I mean? So it's like, you're, you have to find, you have to know that whatever's next is, never been done before in your life so it's like it's all brand new you know (laughs) so good and then and then there's an element too of like i can hear it in her voice a little bit like you can hear the defeat a little bit it sounded she sounded kind of like you know a little we're in and we can't get out you know what i mean a little sad i could just tell it was also the comparison thing tiredness others aren't doing this exactly i'm seeing this other and they're having fun you generally too there's this feeling of like they're not romancing you know there's a little vibe that we all feel of like well you don't even try anymore you don't find me attractive attractive." or or, you don't even try to work on our relationship there's a lot of that and i think too what can come down to is like can you say that you're doing the work that that's from personal experience where it's yes. like i can walk over and you know if me, me and jess are not in a good vibe and then i'm kind of looking at her going like you know where's the 
where's the zest that you used to give to me or where's the like hey how you know whatever and then all of a sudden it's like well i'm walking in slumped in and going hey babe and then walking past her and so i'm like wait her. a second you, you know right. what i mean like yeah. so there's a little bit too of like it's easy to fall into this like i've said this on the air but this is the ramdas quote and the quote is and i'm going to screw up a word or two but the quote is the only thing i can do for you is work on me and the right. only thing you can do for me is work on you yeah mm. right yeah. and it really comes down to exactly that because what happens is the the perpetual projection that you talked about She's not giving me what I want. So I'm going to come in and go, mm. now I'm not giving her what she wants. So she has a legitimate case yeah. to complain about your behavior. Mm -hmm. And you legitimately can back it up by complaint. We don't know which came first, but we'll spend all of our time trying to be right instead of an intentional shift, which is if my ego didn't need to get fed, I don't need to be right or wrong. I just want us to have sex. Yeah. We would just have to start there. Mm. Yeah. And you said it better than I said it. It's no. really, really, really astute, I think. But I mean, she was. She said, "Okay, practical advice." That's like that. They, at the end of the day, she was like, "Give me some practical." Mm -hmm. It's like, it's obviously a deep issue, and you guys have your own journey. But like, I would say, be like the change you want to see in the relationship. So if you're like, he walks in every day, slumped over, barely gives me a nod, blah blah. How about you walk in? Go first. With high energy. Do try that for a week. You walk in high energy, giving him lots of love. Go go over. Hey, how was your day? Oh my gosh, I saw this funny thing. Blah, blah, blah. Do that. And it might spark. You know what I mean? So it's like you can look at him and be pissed that he's not, and you have every right to be, but at the same time, like come your, in with that energy you want. Your shade's gonna get shade. Yeah. And your light's gonna get light. Mm. And you're absolutely right. That's exactly right. And the thing to add on to that is the roommate thing is only a bad thing if you compare it right it's yeah. also a comfort perfect thing as well it's a season it's a moment in a fluid relationship that gets to have every light of the rainbow and if you don't make it anything other than is mm -hmm. right the second part of that is we're roommates and that's bad or we're roommates and that's awesome or it's just and we're roommates. And if you want to add an opinion, and that's temporary. Yeah. yeah. You could be. Yeah. Interesting. Right? Yeah, a thousand percent. And I think if, like, genuinely, if you sit in what you're saying, Mark, and think that way, I think then it opens up freedom to do what you were saying, Evan, where you're like, okay, if I'm feeling like I, it's, I want it to get a little spicier. I want it to get a little more romantic. Be the change you want. Is yeah. What you, if you step into that. that, then maybe that's going to happen. And if it's not sparking that with him, then you're able to have a conversation where you don't feel like, I know for myself personally, when we're in a moment where we can get roommate-ish, you know, quote unquote, yeah. I can all of a sudden start getting in my head and thinking, oh my gosh, is he not attracted to me and all this. And again, these are all assumptions that I'm putting out there. But if you're able to kind of feel safe in this roommate situation where you're like, this is a season, then I feel like it allows a comfort then to go to your partner and say, you know... I just personally am wondering, like, this is kind of how I'm feeling. And can we go on on, on a romantic dinner? Can we do this? Because I, I, I love you. I kind of want to mix it up right now. And I think it creates a safer space because then it doesn't feel so extreme. It's not like we feel this room. This If this roommate energy continues, we're over and the spark will never be yeah. there again. That but feels the way, the ex like the extreme, right? The libido thing mm -hmm. isn't about you being attractive it's how i feel about me yep big time yeah, yeah. 
horny is about you. Yeah. yeah. It's not about because all the parts feel good. Right. Like all the shit. If you jump in, it's good. Yes. But the reason you're not initiating possibly, Mark, occasionally right. is because you feel unattractive. Mm. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. And then unfortunately, Robbie's going to say, you don't desire me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I don't even see you. I'm too busy looking at how much I hate me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Just to wrap this, like, you know, what's kind of hot is banging your roommate. <laughs> By the way, you know what I mean, like, imagine having a roommate and all he, of a sudden you guys like, get drunk and hook up. That's yeah. not hot. Even better. You're not allowed to bang it. Yeah. Yeah. Your only roommate. The forbidden and roommate. It could be, I mean, this could be a whole new thing. You know it what I mean? It could be a whole role play situation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh my goodness. Um, I, think one more? I think we're doing God's work. Here. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Let's yeah, do one sure. more. All one right. more. Yeah, yeah. My mom and dad, this is a longtime fan, Sarah. Um, I love the podcast. I've been listening for a really long time. I started listening to Chatty Broads with Becca Sarah. and Jess. And then I loved the Fridays with the Boys podcast. Mm-hmm. Um me too. Okay, so I have a question. This is mainly for Jess. I know that you have talked a lot about your experience with jealousy um, in the beginning of the, your relationship with Evan. Um, and I wanted some advice on how not to be as jealous. So basically, my boyfriend is in the music industry like Evan. Mm. He is also gorgeous like Evan, um, a very hot commodity. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, I've definitely struggled a lot throughout mm. my life with body image issues and anxiety and things like that. And I feel like it's um, a difficult cocktail altogether. So, yeah, Good I would love some it. of your advice. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan, I want your practical advice. Mm-hmm. How do I not be as jealous? And um, yeah, enjoy my nights out more without comparing myself to everyone I walk by. Mm. So, any advice would be great. Thank you, Mm-mm. Mark. You go first. No. <laughs> well, I don't have an answer, but probably the first step to getting an answer is let's talk about what jealousy is. Okay. Jealousy exists not in the behavior of the other person, but the lack of self-worth you have in you. Mm-hmm. That there's something that you deserve or want that you are not allowed to have or is being taken away from you. It's also one of the seven deadly sins. Mm. Now, I don't, I don't prescribe to, was it subscribe or prescribe? Subscribe. I don't. I don't sign up for yeah, there we go, there we go. a lot of um, religious tenets. I like to stay a little more organic. But jealousy is entirely about you and not what someone's – you're not a, a victim. It's, it, it's back to thinking there's something you deserve or want that is not yours to have, right? Or that someone's going to take away what is yours, mm-hmm. right? And so the first step in, in this is to take – the illness off of the handsome dude who works in music, who's going out there and could be tempted away from you and look at why you are fearful of losing something. Mm-hmm. Mm. Beyond that, I'm going to have to really sit with it to 
come up with something that I feel like could help because I don't want no. to. I could spin and talk about it, and I don't think I'm going to help you. So I don't really know the answer because I get jealous. What's ironic is that I get jealous instantly and expect Robbie not to be jealous. Oh. I relate to that. <laughs> right? Interesting. And she thinks everything I'm doing, you know, first of all, she thinks everyone in the world wants me. That's awesome. I just love her. And I'm like, I hate to bust first your bubble. <laughs> I think everyone thinks I'm invisible. So let's roll with that for a minute. And I don't know how to deal with jealousy, except that you got to break it down. Mm. You know, what's the fear? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just what you said, Mark, about when I think about mine and Evan's relationship together, um, coming to terms and realizing that it wasn't my partner who I didn't trust, right? So you mm-hmm. could be with someone who isn't trustworthy. And so then, of course, all these feelings are sure. coming up of jealousy because they were spurred on by the fact that you're like, well, this person did things that are untrustworthy and I don't trust them. And so now I'm feeling all of this stuff all the time when they're out. But it sounds like you're but saying that's not jealousy. Then what would that the term that's- be? Fear of being cheated on. Yes. Jealousy is someone taking something that is yours or having something that you want that you can't have. Thank you for redefining that because I think there's so many people in situations Mm. where it's like you're with someone who is not trustworthy and it should be called out that it's like, well, it's you're scared because this person's not trustworthy. Right. 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 But it sounds like, dear family member, that um, the person that you're with, you trust this person. He's a great guy you're having all these feelings. So I know for myself, when I was able to sit with myself long enough to really understand that it's like, yes, I completely trust my partner, Evan. This is about me. That's then where I could really start my breakdown in the work, um, which was the fact that I needed to work on my self-worth. It was going to a lot of therapy, realizing where that feeling came from and my fear of losing something and a lot of that's it and a lot of my fear of losing came from again experiences that i had in the past seeing certain things happening to uh, family members growing up that i was just convinced that i would lose something that i love um and that i wasn't worthy to have that something and what really helped me is being able to name it and when I was able to name it, then when I would see Evan going out on tour and looking hot and me thinking, oh, my God, what is he doing right now? Da, 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 da. This was a long time ago, by the way, too. OK, things have changed. No, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when I would see then you out and instead of then making it about you and go, you're probably doing something wrong out there. I was able to then be like, remember and name what this is. And what this is, is Jessica, you need to like give yourself a hug and know that you're worthy and know that you can't control his actions, but you do know that you trust him. So how stoked are you that you're in a relationship where you've got this hot guy who you love and he's out doing what he loves. And now I'm just going to take myself out and get a drink with my girlfriends. Which by the way, have you seen you? Thank you, Mark. <laughs> all respect. But no, right? no, 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 no. This is all BS. Like, I know that's the reality, but I think that's a really good point. But it's though. how we relate to ourselves. But I think that's a really it's good point you bring ourselves. this up. I wasn't saying that superficially. I'm saying, but you, we forget that we're the shit, too. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, it's interesting because, you know, while she was being jealous of me, I knew for a fact that I was dating up. And so the thing was, is, you know what I'm saying? So no, it's I like, do, I do. that I totally showed. Do. 
that she, that her jealousy was not based in like oh, even a reality. You know what no, I mean? Because right. it was like, wait a second, you're much better looking than I am, and you're nervous about me. It's kind of like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. That, and that's what can happen to a lot. Of, like, the, the, I use that conceptually, which is like you're not even basing it on any sort of actual metric. You're just the self-worth isn't there or the, the mentality isn't there. And it's giving you a false sense of like whatever's happening. That's not happening. But to, to you guys were talking about it a little earlier, which is like, but also don't ignore red flags. So of there's course. like this thing of like, are yeah. you jealous because of the fact that he's just a good looking guy and plays music and that, and everybody like, would want him and everyone would want him. And is that the problem or is the problem that he's actually shown a lot of weird red flags and you're trying to just maybe say it's just jealousy? I think you have to decipher that, too. Yeah. Right. Which is like, oh, if he's always doing these shady things and you've caught him a bunch of times and you're like, I don't know why I'm so jealous. You're like, I don't know if that's a of jealousy course. issue or if it's like you can't trust the guy. But we're talking about what you wish was and what is right. And the only answer when you don't know is to ask. Right. Right. A hundred percent. I mean, if you can't talk about it and you said it's so great, if you can label it, you can deal with it. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. The clay thing. Yeah. It's, it's a figment and then it becomes real. And, you know, and it, every single thing comes down to the basic truth that our insecurities are ours. They're not. And no one did it to us. Mm -hmm. Experiences happen. And we usually as children without the information made a definition that if that happens, then this happens, even though it's illogical because we don't have that information yet. And then everything that looks like that in the future, we think is that again. So whatever you were as a little girl that made you think that things are going to get taken away from you mm -hmm. shows up as an adult because your husband's hot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's no other truth in that soap opera you created. Yeah. And if there is, you should ask and find out unless mm. it's red flags that you're also ignoring because you're trying to keep that story right, alive. Right. Right. I know a thousand percent. Yeah. And I think, yeah, when you then, like you said, can name the things, I think it makes it you easier. Well, but you talked we about the said. ball. You talked about putting the ball aside of we clay. Yeah. We said it. We, yeah. we, we, it was We're a collaborative yeah. effort. <laughs> but I think when you can name it, when you can take yeah. that ball of clay and put it down to the side, it makes it easier to have the conversations without having that like ener energy attached to it of like, are you doing this? And you can just have a very honest conversation with, hey, I tend to feel this way and I'm processing that in myself and finding out where that comes from. But I also then need to touch base with you like, where are you at? What's going on? When you did this, this and that, it kind of triggered that part of me. And I was wondering, where did that come from? And having open conversations that are super uncomfortable. But I think then you can start to pick up things when you're having these intimate conversations. Because I mean, I'm not saying this is always the case. But when someone is uh, innocent, typically, you can have a pretty free flowing conversation. It's when then they might be guilty where it's very defensive sure. when you are just having a calm sit down conversation. That's the gaslight. Right. You know, if you're guilty, right. you start pointing the finger so nobody sees you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here's another Robbie thing. When you're pointing the finger, three are pointing back at you. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. My favorite one that she says that I don't know if applies is that if you meet more than three assholes in a day, you're one of them. Ah, uh, that's good. So I'm constantly going third <laughs> asshole. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I love that. Um, but like on the practical, oh sorry, oh, go no, ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, on the practical side of things, just like day to day 
jealousy for myself and like trying to escape that because trust me, I feel it creeping back sometimes. I feel like it's something I've gotten a good handle on, but man, it comes creeping back frequently and it will come in different forms too for me. Um, But when it comes to practical with the partner being gone, partner being a hottie, you're spiraling about whatever. I know for myself, one big thing, and this isn't to ignore red flags. So let's just say there are no red flags. You feel good and you trust him. I stay off the internet. (laughs) I started to notice that when Evan was on tour, I would find myself looking at the tagged photos with people who are taking photos with him. I'm digging into all this shit. I'm making it 10 times worse on myself. And then I'm looking at a girl who posted a photo with him and I'm looking at her. I'm like, what time was it? And I'm, I'm absolutely spiraling out of control Mm. when it was just like, Oh, it's a great booth. Isn't it crazy how much energy and creativity we are able to do to create a fiction? Yes. And I've done it so many times. We're doing it constantly. And ignoring reality. You're just spending all your time in fiction land. Mm -hmm. It's more exciting and scary. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. And what I keep saying is it may be true, right? but we don't know. Right. And it's we waste so much energy yeah. living in these stories we create. She even said, here's my story. Yeah. Like it's a language thing that we don't even realize we're saying, which mm. I'm another thing on the show I'm constantly doing is literally listening to the words chosen. And I was trying to explain this to somebody the other day. How do you do what you do? I said, I don't listen to what's being said. I listen to why they chose the words they said. Mm. Interesting. Because the truth is we as humans are usually saying things to hide how we feel. Mm. We're usually using language which is atrophying real communication. Yeah. You know, once we got language, we atrophied real listening. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right? And so now we, we do a – we're confiscating. We're, uh, what's the, we're, we're confusing. Yeah. We're, we're saying things – and expecting people to say that's it, but that's not really it. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I say something on the show and people are like, oh, damn, well, I'm just saying what you didn't say and you are yelling, mm. right? Mm. You wanted me to buy your hype and I'm not listening to you at all. I'm listening to you, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Interesting. Mm-hmm. No, it's so interesting. And then, yeah, you, the story, the story. stories that I've created, I, the amount of stories I could tell you I created throughout not just in my my romantic relationships but in friendships because of social media that i'm like they didn't invite me i mean like you you i've created so many things i've gone down so many rabbit trails so me too i I stay off when i'm feeling that way when i'm feeling like in a jealous zone i'm like by instagram like i'm off the internet i'm not gonna scroll i'm not gonna go in tagged photos i'm staying off also distraction techniques you can't i can't be sitting like sitting around twiddling my thumbs just spiraling. I have to give my mind something else to do. So I try to fill my time with friends, uh, hobbies, activities, moving my body, like anything that will actually distract me when I feel the jealousy coming in. It's like time to call one of my besties. And we're, guess what? We're not going to talk about that. Here's a, here's another tool that plays to human nature. It's exactly what you're saying, but not just distract, do anything that focuses outward. Mm-hmm. So I like to say that the best version of me that I found is when I'm in service to other people, but not in the Mother Teresa sense. That mm-hmm. sounds really lovely. Yeah. Literally, if my focus is outward, uh, it's just more authentically me. When my focus is inward, yeah, what Robbie calls K-Fuck Radio starts playing. <laughs> right? K-fuck and then I start believing the this soap opera that's playing that day. Yeah. But if I can... Step out of that. Go do something else. Yeah. I mean, I came up with this thing for this keynote. I had to come up with a thing, right? Love the PowerPoint. And I'm going to, it's 
dad logic, but I'm, I, I'm embarrassed to share it with you, but I'm going to stop my self-judgment. So what I did was I quit, right? I told you I quit the job. Yeah. But then I took that and said, maybe an acronym, because acronyms always seem to work. So what the way to arrest bad thinking and behavior, the wallowing thing is this. Q, get quiet and label what you're feeling because we can handle mm. it. Mm. Not who did it or why, but I am tense. I am jealous. I'm this. I'm that. Now that we've labeled it, we can deal with it. You unplug from that feeling for 10 minutes. Set your timer. Just I'm going to take a break from this for 10 fucking minutes. Mm -hmm. I promise to come back and worry about it later. I instead, what you're talking about, do anything that brings you a little bit of joy, gets you out of your head. For me, it could be, you know, looking at my garden. It could be playing my guitar. It could be calling my kids. Anything that has me focus on something other than me. Mm-hmm. And T, trust that you'll forget to go back 10 minutes later. Because you just mm. arrested the behavior yep. and changed it. Mm. Yep. That's yep. my little. I love that. I love like that. It's like Tony Robbins four steps I to love that. Oh my gosh, I Move love aside, it. Tony. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Tony's out. But that's Mark what I had in. to do every yeah. 10 minutes yeah. when I said I quit TV. So every time I'm like, we're never going to live. We have no money. I had to get up, go outside, look at my vegetables. All right, cool. And. If you don't think you have access to that, let me tell you that you do. The best version of yourself is when you're in service of others, not in the cute way. Yeah. And if you don't think that works, you can be worried about everything in your life. If somebody you love, whoever it is, even mildly love, needs you, you step into action. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking. Your stuff gets on hold for a minute. Yeah. And you're about whatever it takes to make it okay there. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. That's the best you. Mm. That's you. That's the actual you. That's the I am. That's it right there. Mm. If you don't have access, go be about something else. I love that. I wish I could Good remember shit. it. Good shit, man. Mark, I'm going to need it later today. I know. I'm like, I'm like, I swear to God. I'm going to be writing this down. I'm so stirred up emotionally right now. <laughs> He's buzzing. for two hours, baby. Mark. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Did we I, love you so much. Two hours again. I did this again. No, I, I mean, I'm. I feel like I was keeping you. I was like, Mark, like we want you I'm here ready to as do long 10 as more. possible. Like, I know. Yeah, I'm you know, like, let's, let's go. <laughs> it's so good. You got my number, yo. Oh. Mark, we love you so Appreciate much. You, Thank man. you so much for being willing to come and have a uh, bonfire moment with us and just get I, deep. I don't, don't want to make this awkward. But I love being in a bubble bath through the gut. Oh, yes. Thanks for bathing Thank with you for us, bathing everyone. With us, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and you too can be surrounded by the warm bath that is Mark if you watch Temptation Island oh every God. Wednesday. In fact, this is dropping Wednesday morning. So tonight you can watch episode two. Perfect. If you haven't seen episode one, I know it's on Hulu. I watched it on Hulu. I love that you said Temptation Island, the warm bath that is mine. <laughs> Or the cleansing shame shower. I yes. don't know what it is. It's all just hop in. The water's just warm. Just hop in, baby. Yeah, hop in. So Wednesdays that's, at nine. Yeah, yeah, Wednesdays at nine on USA. And Peacock then the next day. Peacock the next day. Yeah. Um, amazing. Anything else, Mark? Well, I can shamelessly say follow me because I yes. can. Yes. Yeah. I need to get it like into at least a dozen followers on some platform. <laughs> like I want somebody to send me a free T-shirt. I don't even need like like a collab like you kids have, but like somebody just saying, some swag. Hey, here's the thing. <laughs> And I'll Hashtag take it. let's make Mark an influencer. Yes. <laughs> uh, right. I'm, a, I'm a bad influence. Yeah. Hey, love hanging out with you. I love how love we you. just jump right into real shit. Like at the door. At the door. Right? Right. At the door. And um, that's it. 
You are you are a model mom and dad. I, Amber oh. is your is your resume. Oh, that means a lot. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. We love you. All right, family. We love, you guys. we love you. We'll see you on Friday for Cast Bios. Stay tuned and make sure to check out the season of Temptation Island. Bye. 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 <laughs>